Now we've got to scramble. Walsh around the body, doesn't miss. What a star this young man is. To Kurnow. And Charlie Kurnow off one step. Just went bang. Durden, he saw his way through. And Honey Milk didn't put it right through the middle. Big moment. Kennedy, Walsh, bangs it. Brilliant. This kid just keeps on rising. Gives it a roost. He gives it a magnificent roost. He kicked the goal. Walsh, here he is, straightens up and has delivered. Is there nothing this young man can't do? Martin takes Rioli, comes through a set of hands and Durden will goal. His first game, he leads back and George Hewitt keeps him right in it. Big moment for the skipper, 45 degree angle. The Blues again, Hewitt. Had a huge first game for Carlton. Here they come again by a centre field short by the Martin. Jack Martin, huge moment for him. Good looking strike. Get a drift back. Cover in front. Here's Cripps once more. Ball comes free. Hewitt bounces inside 50. Here's Martin again for two in a minute. He's wrapped up. Gives it off to Fisher. Fisher goes goal. Coming through O'Brien, he caught one. None bigger than this, you suspect. Shouldn't miss. Doesn't miss. Adam Chera. And the Blues are up by 22 points. Well, I have a feeling we might all get to know that commentary very well and may even know it off by heart by the end of the week. G'day, Blue Baggers, and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. Your host, Jed Zetter, here, alongside my co-host, Harrison Hyman's Bolt. Now that, that was very, very special. I'm running on adrenaline. I actually saw you for the first time ever. (laughs) (laughs) The first time in my life, I saw you with tears in your eyes tonight. (laughs) You You were getting a little bit... Very emotional. Your face was a bit scrunched up. You just, you just, I could see it. I could just see. It was just a very overwhelming win. It was very, it was just. When Fisher kicked that goal, I yeah. looked over at you and, and your eyes were watery. I know. I was, it was rattled. It was just like, it was like a siege mentality. It was just, I, I just think, you know, 10 years since we won in round one, like a lot has, a lot of goods happened for Richmond. In those 10 years, a lot of bad has happened for Carlton in those 10 years. And it's like round one's always been that game where it's like our expectation and hope is at its peak mm. and it never gets bigger after that. And like for once, we walk away from a game thinking like, you know, where do we go from here type of thing in a positive sense. And I just think it was just very overwhelming seeing. And like that was such an uncarlton like win. Like those results usually happen against us where it's like we're in a position where we're probably a goal away from breaking the game open like Richmond were. They're 20 points up with 17 minutes to go. Mm. And like, you know, Carlton's been in those positions and lost like that. A lot. Like it brings you back to the Bulldogs game last year. Like yep. I've got plenty of examples and just wow. It was just, you know, MCG, a lot of Carlton fans, noisy, round one, just incredible. What was it? Five goals in six minutes? Something oh, like that? Yeah, it was just, it was bonkers. It was a bit of a frenzy. It was just, it was, yeah, it just, it got to me. It, it hit me at one point. 
and like and like for me like you know a lot of my a lot of my family's Richmond as well so well, it's, it's tough for it's, you it's you and your dad versus yeah like your whole mum's side yeah. the whole and your brother and your mum yeah it's, so it's it was yeah it was yeah it was a very special win it was it's probably outside the two elimination final wins we've seen it's probably for me like the best win I've seen live like the Port Adelaide win in Adelaide was good in 2013 like this was just incredible like it was yeah because yeah. I, I didn't yeah it's just you know because we weren't you know we were down and out at quarter time a little and then it felt like we we're in a lot of trouble early in the last quarter because our first and third quarters weren't great but this was just to stand up like that in the second quarter and fight our way back and then to do it again in the last quarter and the way we did it it was one way traffic that entire last quarter it was I just get, bonkers I want to get the stats up because I think it was something crazy like 15 clearances to one at one point in that last quarter I don't know what it finished at and I, and I think Carlton supporters might cop a bit of shit over the week you know saying you know we're celebrating like it's a grand final but this win it's so much more than just four points like well, it's it's. The, I, I feel this it, is a turning point in the history of the club. It is. It's a brand new, you know, admin coaching staff. It's almost like, it's like the club needed a, a vibe, like you know, like the like the vibe in like the atmosphere, like the environment. These boys are going to come to the club on Friday for recovery, and it's going to be buzzing. And this is exactly the kick up the ass the club needed. Like, we, like, it's just like everyone needed this result because, you know, we've, you know if, you, if you lose on Thursday night, you then go to the Marvel next week and play Western Bulldogs coming off a loss. And it's a bit like, oh, mm. you're almost consigned to the fact you're 0-2. And now it's a bit like, well, we just saw how we can play mm. without our best player, mind you. And it's like, let's see how we go from here. It's just, you know, it, it, it's almost like we put the hope and expectation into action for the first time. I think yeah. that's why it was so overwhelming. Correct. I, I completely agree. I can't find the stats for just the last quarter alone, but what I will say is it popped up on the scoreboard at one stage. It was something like 15 clearances to one, 10 inside... F- Sorry, it was 10 clearances to one and 15 inside 50s to one. That was at one point in the last quarter. The final stats of the game were 40 clearances to 22. That's bonkers. Bonkers. And the inside 50s... I just had it here. don't know where it went. Um, inside fifties were 64 to 40. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, it was mental. I want to start. So what we're going to do is this is going to be a big pod. It's going to be a big pod. We're going to go through (laughs) the whole team. We're going to give our three, two ones. We're going to give, there's no, there's no, we give some context as well. We're recording this. It's quarter to two in the morning. So we went out after the game. Yeah. Well, we had, we had to go out to have a couple of drinks. Had a couple beers, couple CCs. And then we've just watched the last quarter again. Yeah. Well, <laughs> most of the second half. Yeah, we watched most of the second half again. And now we're recording it at 1.45 and I am buzzing. Like- yeah. Well, look, we weren't going to do this tomorrow. This had to be done tonight. All right, Bolt. Um, let's let's go through the team first, right? Um, and my phone, I don't know how it's still live. It's going to die eventually. So you might need to get it up on your computer. Yeah. But... Uh, Let's go through the team. Now, I want to start with one man. And he was in the top three for mine tonight. And I'm just going to let you take it away with this because you have been on this for a very long time. Josh Honey's my boy, but this guy's your boy, Mitch McGovern. And he's been my boy in dark times. He was. I've always been a back. It's, def- it's, I've always defended him. I've always him. found it really weird because you are definitely more of a negative Carlton supporter than a positive Carlton supporter. But he's always been the one guy you've never had a 
never had much of a bad word to say about. You've always gone into bat for him, especially when I think most Carlton supporters probably disliked Rightfully him. Rightfully so, though. Yeah, because he hasn't been good no. since bringing him no. over and with the coin that he's on. But tonight... Oh, my goodness gracious me. Well, I think for me, and I've always said it on this platform, I've always said he's got two attributes that not a lot of people have. He's a beautiful field kick and he's a beautiful overhead mark. And we just had to find a way to incorporate a way in which he can bring it all together and patrolling the back line like he did, intercepting, you know, not, you know, I think he only took five or six marks, but bringing the ball to ground, getting in the way made life very difficult for Rewald and Lynch to get, you know, runs at the footy. He was beautiful. His field kicking, exceptional. He was... His field kicking was elite. He was out... I thought there was, was a kick inside 50 yeah. with Chit Silvani. Yeah, I thought he was outstanding. I really did. And he was good from the get-go. See, it was really weird. Whenever the ball went in his vicinity tonight, I always felt safe. It was almost that Jones level of safe. I know. It was. It is crazy. I'm very pleased for him, and it's only one game. He's got to keep going. But you know what a start. And it just it, it he makes couldn't sense. have had a better start. It just the, the role makes sense for him. It, it really does. does. And he looked comfortable. Um, yeah, and no, I'm ecstatic for him to be honest, McGovern. Yeah. And I think a lot of Carlton supporters around us. You know, well, everyone knew it by the end of the game. Yeah, everyone was sort of saying, "Wow, you know, McGovern's been awesome tonight." He was. Um, all right, let's blitz through the team. So we'll, so we'll keep we'll keep the backline theme going. Um, we'll go with Weeders. Yep. I thought tonight was definitely not his best game for the no. football club, but he was still very good. Yeah, he did what he needed to do. Lynch only kicked a couple of goals. He looked a bit shaky early on. I think both our key defenders, Weedering and McDonald, looked a bit shaky early on. Yep. Um, but they they. They grew into the game yeah, comfortably. I actually think McDonald played better than Weedering. We can game, speak about as, them both, McDonald yeah, and Weedering. As the game got better, I thought McDonald got better. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, there were no. I'll, t- I'll put it to you this way: there were no noticeable errors. I thought from the two of them after quarter time. No, and they took six marks each. Um, and yeah, McGovern took five for the record. But you know, I thought McGovern. You know, you take you keep you keep Rewalls and. Lynch to three goals between them, and they tried to throw a spanner in the work and put they put Bolter down forward at half time, and it hit and us he, in that third and he quarter. Two goals, but, and that was a, almost a way I thought of Richmond saying we want to make McGovern defend here, and there were a few instances where Carlton said, "Nah, we're not going to fall for that." And I saw Newman get isolated on Bolter a couple of times, mm. and it was just you know, nah, we're sticking to how we want to play. If you're going to change it, to by know, all tr- means, by all, yeah, go for your life, yeah. Um, because McGovern, and I guess we'll, we'll touch on the other one, but Doherty, you know, they were patrolling the back line and it was such, you know, a boost for, like, boost is the wrong word, but it was such a, it was so much, it provided so much stability. So much value. Yeah. Like, but I, I thought McDonald was fine. He's definitely started a bit shaky, but he, I thought he grew into the game well. Now we have to move on to the great man. The mir- So this is funny. You did a tweet calling him the miracle man. And then yeah. I was doing a tweet on the Blues footy account and I showed you. And then I'd called him Miracle Man. I was like, oh, should we post this? And uh, the fact we both thought of the term Miracle Man, I think that's what we'll go with tonight on the show. He was great. He played that role that he played in his All-Australian year. Yeah. And f- he was unbelievable. Unbelievable. 26 disposals. 96% efficiency. And I love the 13 handball receives. Because oh, we play, you know... And that goal. Oh, 
Yeah. Well, well. It's a goosebumps moment. It was. It's a goosebumps moment. The and whole team get around him. He'll be replayed I mean, all week. You made the comment to me. We looked at his Instagram story tonight. Yeah. All of his mates were there. Who do you, who, you mentioned? I think oh, was- in the crowd, like Nick Graham, Michael Gibbons, was it Matthew Dick? Yeah. You know, Zach Tui, you know, Gorringe, obviously, you know, all posting for him, getting around him. It's just. And you love, like, that's what I think this guy means. It's, you know, the playing group, past and present. And he was, he was exceptional. He really was. He, um, and I, I'll go back to the 13 handball receives quickly because there's clearly an intent to move the ball at a rapid pace. Yeah. The, the ball was slingshotting and so, early he on- He plays a big role in that. And early on, it looked like we we're moving it a bit too quick for our own good. I thought it was a bit messy rather than neat in the first quarter because it was going quick. It almost was going so quick to the point you couldn't get organized ahead of the ball. Yeah. But- they, they fixed that up pretty quickly. They did. They did. They, they, you know, the ball movement, it was just quick, quick hands, you know, first option, bang, you know, kick in board. You know, it's, you know, you we lost that half second of hesitation where, oh, should I yeah. try bite this kick off? Just go for it. And at the end of the day, the reward's greater than the risk when you play like that. Yeah. 100%. And, uh, Doherty was great. It was brilliant. It's just, it's incredible. Yeah. I, I, I'm actually, we're going to play his, um, post-match interview now with Channel 7. Sam, congratulations. A huge win to kickstart your 2022 campaign. How do you sum this up? Oh, yeah. It's an uh, unbelievable effort. It's sort of a, a new start for us, a, a new coach, new brand. It's been, uh, it's been incredible. The, the whole week's been a bit of a whirlwind for me, but just to be out here playing footy again, I'm so grateful for it. Uh, to see the fans and this place is unbelievable. The boss, he said to us, Maintain the rage. So how impressive was that to come home so strong? Yeah, it was. Yeah, heat on the ball was was great all day, and oh, I'm super proud of this group. We the Tigers came at us a couple of times, um, got up a couple of times, and the just the maturity that we got, we're growing together, and to come back and to play the game we did, and to finish off with the win, it's a great start to the year. We just touched on it, but it's been a big week for you yourself as well. You're an inspiration to everyone with the resilience and the dedication that you've shown to get back to playing footy at the top level. So how much does that mean to you? Yeah, it's obviously, um, yeah, it's huge. It's um, You're representing a, a large cohort of people that are going through a tough time and understand the significance of that and to be able to come out here and do what I love and uh, to play as well with a bunch of my mates that I dearly love and they know how much they all mean to me and um, to get through to get in here today and Honestly, I didn't think I'd be here, to be honest, but um, hard work paid off. And what about that goal? You're not a notable goal kicker, but it was a huge moment in this game. And I guess, once again, the significance of you to this side, just to have all of the boys get around you. They know the journey that you've been on, but very, very special scenes. Yeah, well, I, I don't kick many, to be honest. I think the footy gods <laughs> might have been in my favour on that one. And oh, to have the boys, the way they reacted, it's, um, it's going to be a memory that'll stick with me for a long time. Thank you, Sam. So great to see you back playing AFL footy. Go and enjoy this. Thanks very much. Well done to Sam Doherty. Well, just unbelievable. Just honestly, just he speaks about, you know, how much his teammates mean to him. I think we could see tonight how much he means to his teammates. Just an absolutely incredible, incredible man and an incredible moment um, to see him back out and Kudos to the cheer squad. There were a couple of moments in that match where we were doing standing ovations. Oh, the whole stadium, I, I, the whole when, stadium was When up. he kicked that goal, I was up on my feet. And if you sat around me, you probably saw me. I was getting my hands up. I was trying to get everyone around me to stand up. It's just... 
it was just an incredible moment. Um, so yeah, massive kudos and shout out to the doc. He was just, and I mean, we've, we we sort of talk about the fact that oh, it's amazing he's playing. Not only did he play, yeah, he was unbelievable. Oh, it was unbelievable, just in a pure terms of it's, it's really just pure pure game tonight. The way he played, he was al- unbelievable. It's almost silly. Top five for us on the night. Yeah, yeah, he was very good. Um, all right. Uh, Zach Williams. So you picked up on something with Williams's game tonight, which once you said it, I noticed it pretty quickly, and it's interesting. So you you reckon he went to Dusty after quarter time to play that lockdown role? Oh, I thought so. I thought you know he there wasn't as much of an intent to get the ball in Williams's hands like there were in the preseason. I thought it was more of a shutdown role. It was a deeper role, and to be quite honest with you, I prefer. I th- I think. I prefer Williams when he doesn't have the ball. That's fair. To be um, honest with you. Yeah, look, because, I, what? A, yeah, sorry, go on. No, because, you know, if you've got Saad and Doherty, who are clearly better ball users than Zach Williams, you may as well use them. use them first. And if, you know, if he's going to sacrifice his own game for the betterment of the team, because we are missing, you know, small defenders is an issue. And the fact that we got, you know, we got away with controlling Martin and Bolton when they went forward for the most majority of it. Yeah. You know, they have Castagna down there, Arts down there, Baker down there. Didn't see Castagna. And, you know, the fact we only really had Newman and Williams moving through those guys, it paints a sorry picture for Plowman getting back into that team to play that role. Mm. And, yeah, if Williams is going to find a niche playing as just a a more of a lockdown defender, then so be it. Because his ball use isn't great. And I, I think that's obvious. Yeah. But it was definitely more of a... It will be, inter- be interesting to see how he's being their folks go tonight. Because I think that... Will, oh, I think they'd be very impressed with how he played. It, he played the team role tonight. It, it'll be interesting because that's almost going to be... That is going to be the measure of what was the intent of Zach Williams' game from yeah. above. Because I think Zach Williams... Well, I'll speak about Dusty. Because he is a you, big body. You turned to me, I think it was towards the end of the first quarter, and you said, Jesus, Martin's getting out of hand. Like, yeah. he was he was just dominating. And he was not very good after quarter time. No. You know, he had moments, but it looked like he was shut down. So, you know, kudos as to As much Williams. as you can. It's very hard to close him completely. But, yeah. you, know, the, you know, Martin usually, you know... Literally puts two hands on that game, round one. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. even, you know, Bolton was exceptional up in the, you know, in the first Even that quarter. final quarter goal was good. He, yeah, he, no. He just had moments. But, you know, we were strict. We, he still only had, you know, your 16 disposals. I know he had, I think it was four or five shots on goal. But, yeah, I you know, I think we those two are their most dangerous players. And we limited them as probably as well as we could have. Yeah, not completely. Given that they get very dangerous in a position where we're very weak in. All right, we're going to move on. Sardi and Newman. I thought New. We'll start. We'll, we'll speak about them both sort of I together. Sard was exceptional. Sard was exceptional. Sard is always exceptional. I, I still don't think he's you know he's only been at us for a year, but I can't recall a bad game that he's played for our club. Um, whenever Sard gets the ball, you feel safe. That left peg. He doesn't he speak doesn't, about it every time. He doesn't lose his feet. Nah, he nah. never goes to ground one on one. It's funny because. When he doesn't have the ball, he he does he jogs around this really he he jogs around like a ninety year old, and then when he's required to run, Jesus, he gets his he gets his skates going. His, his running patterns when he doesn't have the ball when he's when he's running at the ball to get the ball, his running patterns where he kind of like he runs in between himself 
where he runs in between the player and the ball. He's really, really good. He's really good at, I guess, getting to the ball first, if that makes sense. Saad is... I don't know how to describe it. I know. He reads the play exquisitely. I I, I reckon there were three occasions tonight, and I'm picturing them in my head, where Adam Saad... Richmond Richmond was sort of slingshotting off the back half, and Saad was on the wings, and he was intercepting. Saad would have had quite a few intercept possessions tonight. I don't yeah. know if you can get that up, but I can. But, but you can. He, you, you'll, you'll, you'll notice it from now on. He never loses his feet. Yeah, no, nah, he was brilliant. And um, he's always, and even last year, he's the last quarter specialist. Sad. Yeah, he is. And Nick Newman, I thought. Um, I thought he was okay. I think he probably played his role tonight, as you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. him and Williams up against that big group of smalls for Richmond. And yeah, I mean, just quickly, Sadi, twenty-one disposals. Um, he had six intercept possessions tonight. Went at ninety five percent disposal efficiency, just unbelievable. Um, he had the eight marks, just six inside fifties. I mean, he was it's unbelievable. Um, are we missing any defenders? I think we've gone through um, just very quickly scanning through. Yeah, we've gone through the defenders. Um, yeah, I mean, the defense just, held up. It held up. All right, midfield. Oh, let's save the midfield for last. We have to save the midfield for last because this gets us excited. Ooh. Very quickly, forward line. Um, H and Kerno were held very well. I yeah. thought Gipkis and Tarrant and Grimes were, were all really good for Richmond. But I still think this is a means of, as I said earlier, the ball was coming at such a rapid pace where you almost couldn't get... It was very hard for them to... I don't know... It was just, you know, Richmond would drop numbers back out of fear. Yeah. It just became very difficult. You know, there, were, there weren't a lot of clear-cut chances for them. But this is the exciting thing. Well, there's a room for improvement. One so, goal between them. So, Charlie had two behinds, eight touches. I, I didn't had, think Kerno was much tonight. No, nah, he didn't have a great game. Um, Mackay had the goal and nine touches. And, well, we'll, we'll speak about Taconing in a minute. And he took five marks at least, Mackay. So, you yeah. know, there's still there's still some presence. But yeah, I thought I thought they probably well. There's room for improvement oh, there. I, I, Silvani, I, I thought was good. Yeah, he was handy. He made a few boys, but he was good. He, he was that one blue on bad. the wing where he yeah, got yeah. ran into Grimes. But look, Silvani's Grimes. The Grimes wake up on the wrong side of the bed on Thursday or something. What an aggressive man! Yeah, didn't rate that. Oh. Didn't rate that at all. Um, Jesus. But yeah, I thought Silvani. Was good. I think you look at the rest of our forward line. Durden. Durden was great. Two, makes things happen. Makes things happen. His defensive pressure is unbelievable. Kicked two goals. So he's hit the scoreboard. And timely goals. Timely goals. I think he kicked our first, was it? No, or Kennedy kicked, kicked the first. Sorry. He kicked, he kicked one in the second. And, yeah, the, think, and then he kicked the first of the chain of seven. Yes, he kicked the first of the chain. And that was a brilliant combination between him and Owies. And they were doing that quite a few times tonight. Finding yep. each other. Just weaving through. Um, Owies, he didn't hit the scoreboard. He had chances. I think he had two set shots. He's another one who there's a lot of, I think a lot of what Owies does goes unnoticed. There's a lot of effort there. There's a lot of pressure. He's a very, you know, brings a high intensity. So, you know, on paper, his game may not look that great, but you know, we watched that second half again on TV and I just noticed a lot. And you could notice it at the it's, ground as well. It's just getting the ball forward. Yeah. It's not necessarily grabbing A lot it. of one percenters just sort of, you know, another guy who's just 
giving his and all look, for the team. Look, Owe's missed two pretty regulation set shots. On another day, he's going to kick him. And yeah. you know, if you look at if Owe's internally kicking two each, you're laughing. Yeah, you are. Um, but once again, those two especially, we know there's Honey and there's Motlop as well who kicked a few goals in the reserves. Think three today. today. So you know, so we'll get to the reserves they, at the end. They've of got this. to keep going. You know, they're far from consolidated in this team. Those two. There's pressure from below. Got to keep going. But I definitely thought Durden was... Durden was good. Durden was great. Because he presented up the ground a bit as well. It was a really high half forward. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, The other one I was going to... So, okay. This goal. Now, when we watched the replay, you actually rewinded and replayed this goal. Zach Fisher. Yes. Now, he didn't have the best game. He didn't do a whole heap in the first three quarters. I think he... Got involved much more in the last quarter, but this goal particularly, that has to rank somewhere up there with goals that you've seen at a game in yeah. the last couple of years. Oh, just atmosphere, crowd reaction. It was limbs in the away end, <laughs> as you like to say, it, being a big soccer fan. Yeah. The Fisher goal, I'll be watching a lot during the week. Like if I'm having a bad moment at work, bang, Fisher goal. <laughs> Wake up for breakfast, put the... You know, whilst I'm waiting for the bread and the toaster, bang, Fisher goal. <laughs> Two minute noodles, wait for the boil to kettle, Fisher goal. Kettle to boil. What did I say? <laughs> boil to kettle. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2 a.m. Um, nah. That goal. Oh my goodness. It was like it was like a Zumba session in the Calder members, like jumping. Someone's got to put the Titanic audio on that arms, goal. Everything, like. I had, there was a moment in me I was going to stand on the seat. It just... Oh, it was ridiculous. It was an elite goal. And it gave us that two-goal cushion as well. Because that's always, you know, when we hit the... When Martin put us in front, I turned to you and I said, I think we've gone a bit early here because there's still a lot of time. Yeah. But then when you get that next one and you've got that two-goal cushion, all of a sudden it's like, well, we're on the brink here almost. Bringing up Martin um, also didn't really do anything in the first three quarters. Oh, I'll be blunt. It was a dirty game. But it was a very effective last quarter. Very similar sense to Owies and Durden. Not necessarily a lot of ball, but a lot of... He, he was around the ball and yeah. he was making things happen. You know, Because if, if we're going to be dangerous on the ground, we're getting the ball forward, it's giving the opposition something to worry about. And and Mar- you know what? Martin, every chance... I mean, he didn't have many, but when he had his chances, he stepped up to it. That was a massive goal massive. from 55 metres out. He massive. absolutely roosted it and went straight through the middle. Massive goal. And him and Fisher had similar games where they didn't do a whole heap in the first it three was quarters. Go-ahead goal. But they turned up in the last, and boy, were they good uh, midfield now. He does need to get going, Martin, because, uh, you know. Well, Martin- he just needs to get more involved. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, if we don't win tonight, we're probably speaking very differently about Jack Martin. 100%. Midfield. He, he was probably the 22nd man at three quarter time for us. Yeah, we were both saying, gee, he needs to pull his finger out. Second, uh, midfield. Midfield now. Well, we did the tweet. Cripps, Kennedy, <laughs> Chera Hewitt. Oh, my God. Uh, they were... Yeah, all I can say is, oh, my God. Um, well, Michael Voss was part of the Brisbane Fab Four <laughs> in three premierships. And these boys were fabulous. Like... And they were, the four of them were exceptional against Melbourne in that preseason game. And we thought, eh, we'll take that with a bit of a grain of salt. They backed it up and more. All four of them 
were exceptional. Like, oh, like, I, yeah. Adam Chera. His last quarter was, his last quarter should be illegal. <laughs> like, that shouldn't be happening. He's just, yeah. I mean, and I said it to my dad straight after the game. I think, you know, we've had some questionable you know, big off-season recruits in the last few years. This one always seems safe. I think you've just gone ahead and nailed them, both of them. We're yeah. a game in, and you can tell we've nailed them. 12 disposals and a goal for Chera in the last quarter. <sighs> so, Adam Chera's night tonight. We're going to start with him. Um, we are going to start with him when we go through these midfielders. Now, his stats tonight and probably won't even... in the last quarter. Probably won't even do... His game justice. Oh, yeah, 30 and a goal. These were his stats. 30 and a goal. He went at 80% efficiency. Uh, He had nine score involvements, two marks. He had six tackles. Uh, He had 16 pressure acts, six clearances, seven inside 50s. Just, Uh, you know, that is just... There was Massive. a moment in the last quarter where it was on the members, <clears throat> it was on the mem- the MCC w- wing, where he shrugged a tackle to get the ball forward, oh. and that was just like, <laughs> and that's like your third, fourth string midfielder, and it's just like you haven't had that in a while. Like mm. he was exceptional. I'm very happy for him, and he'd be loving it. Unbelievable. Next one, George Hewitt. I'll oh, quickly. George Hewitt's last quarter was also very good. His His game was great. He started the game hot as well, Hewitt. 28 disposals. He also went at 80% efficiency. He had five marks and two tackles. He kicked a goal as well. The eight score involvements, 17 pressure acts. He had six inside 50s and four clearances. And I mean, you know, this is just... It's just someone... Very calming influence on the the defensive side of the the center square as well. Gets his job done. And, and more. Once again, all four of them hit the scoreboard. If the you're next getting one. goals from your midfield, that's, that separates good and great teams. Your midfielders go forward and kick goals. And yeah. All right. Now it was St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And this is the first time I've ever seen St. Patrick in person. Patrick <laughs> Cripps, 30 disposals and three goals. I mean, I'll, I, know, I, I could stop there. I could just stop there because I've, I've never, I've never seen him kick three goals straight from set shots. Yeah. His first quarter was pretty ghastly. He made three really bad yeah, turnovers by by foot. By, but the response, he kicked our first two goals after quarter time when we were in need of some goals. Like, and captain. I've I've said this for a while. I think being the captain, I don't care that you know set shots is a clear weakness of his, but being the captain. You're leading from the front. He's had some big set shots in yeah. big moments of games in the last two years that he's missed. Yeah, and yeah. I've said it at the ground. I've said, no, nah, like, you know, you're the captain. You can't be missing those. You need to lead by example. It's demoralizing. You know, in big moments of games, he's missed set shots. Well, tonight, all three of them came in big moments and he, was, and he nailed them. And, and that third also, one was massive. And he was, yeah, I was going to say, he's. I'm actually going to call the seven goal scorers in the last quarter. We've got to make a crew for them. Seventh heaven, mate. No, they need a name. Those seven goal scorers. So just quickly, while you and think of a name. You know, you, know, the, you know, I'll tell you what the biggest stat was for Patrick Cripps. Patrick Cripps, his last two years, he's been... Oh, also, whilst we're on the topic of Patrick Cripps, we're going to have to send a shout out to Lee Matthews. Um, and, and I'm sure Lee Matthews does listen to this. Um, 
Because Lee Matthews, because I'll never forget this. In the lead up to the St Kilda game last year, Lee Matthews went on radio and called Patrick Cripps a journeyman, was it? I'm pretty sure it was a journeyman. It was a journeyman. And I didn't, I haven't really thought about that comment all summer, but it came back to me. You silly senile man. (laughs) Silly man. Like, and I'll tell you the biggest stat from Patrick Cripps. So the last two years, he's definitely been underwhelming to the standards he set in 2018-19. Sure, 100%. No one's denying that. But the things that he's been knocked with, he can't kick. He handballs a lot. Doesn't really influence. You know, doesn't get the ball going forward much. He tries to do too much. Look at his meters gained. 680. That's not even elite levels. That's like... That's off the charts. Ridiculous. So, his stats tonight, 30 disposals and the three goals, as we mentioned. Usually, his kick-to-handball ratio is really in favor of handballing. 17 kicks and 13 handballs. He had five marks, two tackles. Uh, He had... Eight clearances. Well, we're going to get to that, mate. 10 score involvements, 20 pressure acts, and we mentioned the 680 meters gained. Eight clearances... He had 11 inside 50s. So that is moving the ball forward. That is influencing the game. Exactly. Uh, and wowee, he was just... So look, our journeyman, obviously he's on a rolling six-year contract because um, he has to fight. You know, when you're a journeyman like Patrick Cripps, you've got to fight every year to get a contract at the club. And um, hopefully that goes a long way to securing him a spot on our list for 2023. Uh, now, I think it's fitting that we've left this man to last because... It's no secret he's one of my absolute favourites. Matt Kennedy. And we've spoken about this. We've spoken about his, we spoke about it in the season preview. If you haven't listened to the season preview, go back and listen to it because we've spoken about a lot of these things. We spoke about how Matt Kennedy... Don't listen to that episode. Just listen to this twice. <laughs> Matt Kennedy's second half of last year was awesome and his preseason was awesome. And we said that if he can replicate that, if he can, you know continue that form and actually do it for a whole season, we've got a genuine midfielder on our hands. Now, tonight, I mean, would you agree he was the best on ground? I thought he was for us. 33 disposals. So he was the leading disposal getter on the ground. What if... I'm going to tell you something. He kicked so a goal. Crazy. Three marks, four tackles. He had 11 score involvements. He 15 just, pressure acts. He's everywhere. Eight clearances. Seven inside 50s, three rebound 50s, and something tonight, which I absolutely loved from Matt Kennedy, and you will notice this, you notice this as well, Bolt. He always gets a handball away. He'll get tackled, and he will still get a handball away, and that's something Judd used to do. Now, he's not, no, we're not putting them in the same sentence, but that's just something small. He'll get tackled, he'll still get a handball away. And it makes a difference when you've got big midfielders who can move because you're going to stand up in tackles, you're going to yeah. dispose of the ball, and you're going to. And he, that, our midfield covered the ground. Kennedy was our bug tonight. There was a moment where it was in the second quarter where we had the ball at the half forward flank towards, you know, the, the, half, the half forward flank where the MCC meets the city end yep. and they transition the ball and it's when Bolton had the ball at the very other half forward flank where the southern stand meets the punt road end and Bolton got a kick away and missed and it was Cripps. And Cripps has been a big um, culprit of this, not covering the ground well when we don't have the ball and it was Cripps from one flank to the other and got there to make that tackle and just like seeing the midfielders 
just cover the ground like that defensively is just massive because usually it's like an usually it's like an alleyway up the middle for Carlson. It's very mm. easy to get through. Um, Matt, what if I told you Matt Kennedy <laughs> played the second least amount of time on the ground for us tonight? Oh, what was his time on ground percentage? Seventy three percent. Who was the other one who had le- who had less? Setterfield, seventy one. Well. I mean, he managed 33 and a goal it's just and all burst. those other stats it's I burst. mentioned. Yeah, he, and, that's, he, and, and, and that's a coaching team knowing, looking after him, knowing that, you know, he probably only has eight or 10 minute bursts in him. But they'll know if... He's he, actually starting to become a serious player. It'll be, it'll be very interesting where he goes because we described him as, you know, as probably... The ceiling for him is probably Jared Lyons level. Ben Maybe Keys. he can get to Ben Keys, which is a little bit further down. But Matt Kennedy is just... Oh, what a dynamic game. He, he just pops up everywhere. 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 Um, now, I want to speak about Setterfield because I actually, watching that replay, I thought his last quarter was really good. Um, his kicking inside 50 has always been one of his attributes. And tonight he hit a couple targets inside 50. He did hit Martin up for that goal to put us in front. Uh, Setterfield stats are not as glamorous, but I I feel like he's playing that wor- defensive it was, wing role. It was, a, it was a bit of a workmanlike game from he, Setterfield. He sort of he's playing that role that Angus Brayshaw plays at Melbourne, that yeah. defensive wing role. And you know what? It's not the role that it. You know, it's clearly not the role Angus Brayshaw wants to play. But bloody oath, did he go and do it? Oh and yeah. You know what? I'll give credit to Setterfield. He wouldn't want to play that role, but tonight. I think he played it well, and I think I think he clearly has sort of shifted the mindset to, you know, I want to be in the middle. I'm not going to be in the middle. This is where I am. Let's just give everything for the it's team. It's a tough one. I think I have to see more. No, I'm not saying but, he's, you know, I'm not saying he's yeah, amazing. No, I'm just I th- saying I thought he was okay. He had a good game tonight. Yeah, he'll be fine for next week. He how many disposals do you have? I think sixteen. 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 Okay. So then the other wing, O'Brien. It's interesting. I mean. It's interesting because O'Brien at this point after tonight's game, you go, well, okay, you know, he's going to be the one that makes way for Walsh. Um, It's tough. O'Brien didn't have a great game. He didn't. Um, What were were his stats like, Bolt? He had had 13. But the thing with O'Brien is he's there for his skills. He's kicking. And I think he, I think out of the 13, he made six clangers. Yeah, I think the main thing that I notice with O'Brien is when he gets the ball. Sorry, when, five. When he gets the ball, and it was really noticeable tonight in a team that moved really quickly, when he gets the ball, he takes that extra second, yeah. and it proved costly quite a few times tonight. His hands were very slippery tonight. I remember there were a few occasions. Yeah, he was... dropped some clear, clear, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, uncontested marks he was dropping. Um, look, he'll play next week. He's not going to get dropped off that, unless Sam Walsh is fit. But yeah, I, I didn't think he was much. Yeah, look, he'll play next week. But we'll see him again. But it wasn't. But he was probably he was probably our twenty second man yeah, tonight. But the way he plays, he's good enough to almost take control of his own game because his his game is literally. Well, it's in it, his own hands. Yeah, yeah. It, like literally though. Yeah. You just got to be a bit cleaner. And then we'll give him a we'll give him a break tonight, 
and we will and look once again he's oh, another he's, he's on the rookie list can't expect much he's another one of those where had we lost we'd probably be a little bit more uh, negative towards him tonight but oh, I'm in a great mood we're not going to be uh, the Ruckman now this last quarter both of them yeah went nuts <laughs> they were ridiculous um did did Nankervis jump? Well, uh, look, DeConning, I didn't think Pinnanet was great early on. I thought up until three quarter time, I was not very impressed by Pinnanet's game. But the way these two, but the, the great thing about Pinnanet was. They completely obliterated so, so, Nankervis so, 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 and Pitonet, that idiot Soldo so, in the so last Pitonet quarter. is completely irrelevant around general play. But what Pinnanet's really good at is. He's actually pretty good at following up his own hitouts when the ball comes to ground at stoppages. And just once again, it's we move the ball so quickly, it's so chaotic, he gets the ball going forward. Yeah. And he's really good at following up his own ruck work at center bounces. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, DeConning was frightening as well in the last quarter. Well, DeConning exploded. It was Luke Jackson in the grand final, like just that impact ruckman. Because I thought, and he clunked a couple in the forward line, DeConning. So yeah. it's going to be. I think they'll stick with the two Ruckman for now. It worked. Yeah, it, it did worked. work tonight, but probably against and we'll, a very weak Ruck pairing in Nankervis and Soldo. And we've got English next week, who probably got the better of the of the Gorn Jackson duo on thir- on Wednesday Sm- night. English I'm, I'm, was very I'm good. I'm going to say English smashed Gorn and Jackson. He was very good. So it'll be very interesting because English is very good at both sides of that game. In terms of they're going to need to do their homework the with full Tim package because. He's good around the ground and we know he can go up forward and we know once the ball hits the ground, he's still alive in the contest. Yeah. And the, that's the difference of Pitonet. Pitonet, he's he, he's alive, but he's alive to the extent of just hacking it forward. Yeah. Um, but they did a great job, the two Ruckman. I was pretty proud of him, to be honest. Yeah, no. Nah, well, DeConning absolutely exploded oh, in was, that last quarter. Oh, they were the catalyst of the seven-goal frenzy. Now, that's all 22. Yeah, and the Tom Williamson didn't come on. Yeah. Uh, looks like we went uninjured tonight, which was great. A couple uh, of boys went off with a couple few niggles, niggles. came back on. Um, yeah, Weedering, obviously, with the ankle. Cripps was hobbling off so at a point. Newman came off Newman, at one stage. McGovern yeah. at one stage. They're all all right yeah. at this point. Touch wood. Um, can we give a 3-2-1? Or is it just too hard tonight? No, I think I've got... I think I've got my three. We might have the same, but you can go first. I don't know if we will. I think mine's basic. We'll go one first. For me, Kennedy, I thought was our best player. So he's getting you three votes. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to give Kennedy three as well. I've got a pool of five for the next. Uh, There's a pool of five Who gets two votes? I think it's going to be Cripps. I was going to go with McGovern. And then who gets... And, well, for me, Cripps got one. And the, it could be a few of them. And then for me, it's going to be Chera at one. I just thought Chera Cripps, was... Doherty. Yeah, Doherty could be in there. Like, Hewitt's got a claim. Obviously, McGovern's got a claim. Mm. But I, th- I just think the three big midfielders, Chera, Cripps, and Kennedy, were just simply outstanding. They yeah. really were. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible to watch. Um, it was just wow. I'm going to try and get the VFL 
while we just cover this next bit, I'm going to try and get the VFL stats up because I think Sam Philp kicked three goals in the first quarter, which is hilarious. Um, It's unbelievable, obviously. I think he kicked the first nine goals of that game. Yeah, I think we're up 56 to three or something like that. Um, Let me try and get that up. In the meantime, listen to a bit of Michael Voss's press conference after that because how good was it to see Vossi? I mean... He's you. You said it at the pub, at the pub after the game. He's a likable bloke. Like he, he's just the type of guy you can get he's around. The type of, yeah, he's the type of guy you can get around. Have a listen to Michael Voss, and then we'll come back and do some VFL. Oh, it's a it's a great win for the club. Um, yeah, we've we've uh, we were confident with uh, the preseason that we rolled out. Um, we were obviously growing some confidence. I think the Melbourne. Win last week was, um, you know, something that players, you know, really enjoyed and sort of confirmed a little bit that we're in the right direction. Um, I guess there's still a couple of questions that we sort of weren't sure that um, we could answer tonight, but uh, the consistency of the group was um, was pretty good throughout the night. We had to answer a couple of challenges, um, but it's a it's a signature win for for the club. Um, you know, at some stage we'll put it in its place where where it belongs. Um, but uh, at this particular moment, it's a, a very important win for us. The contribution of the midfield with uh, Chera, Hewitt, and obviously led by Cripper and Walshy to come back. What did you make of their performance tonight? No, they're really, really good. Um, you know, three-quarter time, uh, you know, us probably asked the mids a little bit just for try and give us some field position and um, go, to bit, go to work a little bit more in the centre square bounce. Um, you know, Richard Murata get field position from that particular, uh, that particular avenue throughout the night and they responded I'm, I'm too sure the sand square bounce but I don't think we lost one in the in the last quarter so um, collectively they're forming a really good relationship with one another um, and that'll hopefully only get stronger as we as we go across the season as you say it's only one game but um, how from a psychological perspective for the club how important I and mean, so much has been made of you know the first game against Richmond for almost a decade now how important was it for the guys to finally get over that hump yeah it's We've steadily had moments um, where the belief's been slowly building. You can see it amongst the group in, in what we're playing and the style we want to play at. And um, but you don't you don't get the next level until you, you win games like that. And uh, um, I, I can't ignore it. As I said, we had to own that part of the story about what's happened in the past. And feel like when you own it and you accept it, um, that's where your lessons are learnt. And um, we've gone to work hard on that. The guys are really hungry. Um, and so to be able to win tonight, it's a you know it's. It's one win, but it's a it's a really important one for us. What was your reaction, Bossy, when Sam Doherty targeted round one, and uh, what did you think of his goal tonight? Oh yeah, it was pretty special. You see the reaction of the the, the boys, um, how they got around him. Um, you know, even their members and um, supporters, uh, you know, on their feet uh, when when he kicked the goal, and um, just how special he is to this group. It's just a great story, um, you know, great story of resilience and determination and persistence and. And all those things we admire in people, and um, and that's what we want to continue to be able to um, grow within our group. And um, you know, Doc's one of, one of those. We had some great moments um, today in the game. Um, that was asked for us to be resilient. Uh, you know, there were some swings in the game um, that would look like they were going to get away from us at times, um, but we sort of we stuck together and um, we were able to turn it around and get the win. It does about Matt Kennedy's resurgence. You go back 18 months ago. I know you weren't there then, but his mm. career was at the crossroads. We've spoken about Chera and Hewitt across the preseason, obviously Cripps tonight. But how impressed have you been with his summer and then his performance in round one? He's demanded the position. So he, his performances in preseason and how his preseason's been, um, you know, it's been really impressive and he's been steadily growing. 
Um, but he's been one of the guys that's really just jumped out. And, um, you know, when you talk about midfield groups, they, you know, you have to form a you know number of people through that area of the ground. And, um, you know, he's joining in with those guys really well. He's complimented really well. And like you said, his growth's been enormous. Um, and he's become an important person within that midfield. Has he surprised you when you turned up in November? Would have he been in your, in your round one team? Oh, difficult to tell. I didn't have anyone in my round one team when I turned up. Um, all I said to him was that I'll give you a, I'll give you a fresh set of eyes, and how you are um, from this day forward will be how I treat you, and uh, and and I can't fault the guys the way they've gone about that. That's just not um, that's just not Maddie. That's collectively as our group they've really taken that on and they've they've wanted to they've used the opportunity to be able to um, grow their games and go to work again. Um, so now the guys have been, I can't, I can't fault them. I think their preseason has been great. They've set themselves up. They've done the preparation. Um, so we get the result tonight. It builds confidence. Um, but it's off the back of all this work that we've been able to do. Michael Voss there in the uh, press conference post-match. Bit more, was- of a, bit more of a chilled press conference what we've seen this <laughs> round as well. Gee whiz, we're not even going to touch on those, that rubbish that went on. Um, Luke Beveridge, that rude man. <laughs> that rude inconsiderate vile man. I just think I think the word is condescending just a rude man just not a way regardless of the circumstances there is a way to speak to a human being and it's that's just not the way you do it um goals so there were 22 of them Carlton reserves absolutely obliterated the Richmond reserves and this is what you want to see you know when your reserves team's going well that something's going right because it usually starts there. Yep. That's where it starts. We saw it with the Bulldogs. Melbourne, Richmond even. I, I remember the days when the Northern Bull Ants always used to be good. Yep. And those were the days when we were playing finals. Oxhill Hawks were at the top. Yeah. It, you know, it starts with your reserves. And now, the, even the non-listed players are now on our COVID list, which yep. got released today. So. Yes. Uh, you might have to get that up while I read oh, out these goals. I've got that. 22 goals. Motlop kick three. You love to see it. First pick this year in the draft for us. Uh, small forward. You'd love to see that. Philp kick three. They all came in the first quarter, but bloody good on him. You know, he's one that we want to see this year. Cottrell kick three. Paddy Dow kicks two. Jordan Boyd kicks two. Josh Cripps, the brother, the brother of Patrick, he kicked two. Jack Carroll, who was an emergency. Now, this is an interesting one Very. because, you know, the club have been raving and supporters who have been attending training, shout out, been raving about Jack Carroll's off-season. He got an untimely injury, which allowed, didn't allow him to play any of the preseason matches at any level. So he didn't play VFL or, or AFL. And bang, he's an emergency for round one. So, you know, that's how, you know, highly they must rate him. He kicked two. Crocker, who's one of those guys with uh, Josh Cripps on our COVID list, he kicked two as well. And then Fogarty, Kemp, and Nunes kicked one each. It's good to see the AFL listed boys getting amongst it. Absolutely. So the uh, we don't have a match report, but you can tell from those goals there's enough to take out of it. COVID list. We've got 10 on there, Bolt. Not uh, 20. Sorry, 20? Yes, everyone's got 20. All right, well, do you want to just blitz through them? We'll do the ones that we know that have been on lists before. So Ned Carl from Essendon is on our yep. backup list. Um, we obviously know of Josh Cripps because he was training with us. Ben Crocker played Collingwood and Adelaide. I think we're all familiar with Jesse Glass McCasker. Yep, used to be on um, our list. Will Hayes from the Western Bulldogs. Cody Hurst, he never played a game, but I, th- I think he was AFL listed. Um, Tyre- he was really good in the VFL last year. For Tyrese Lou, is that how you pronounce yes, it? Yes, he, he, he was training. training yep. 
and as was Michael Lewis and Xavier Ma as well. Yep, they've all trained with us. Um, the other one, he was Toby Wooler. I'm pretty sure he was listed by Fremantle. Brisbane. Was it Brisbane? Brisbane. Toby, okay. Wooler, Toby Wooler was really good in the VFL last year for the reserves. Yep, and then there's a few other... They're all Carlson VFL players, but that yep. makes up our team. Um, some of these lists are very funny. There's some very... Just throwback Well, the names. Menzel brothers I'll, I'll, at Port I'll, Adelaide. I reckon I found the best one. I reckon I found the best one competition-wide. Richmond. Who is it? Oh, wait. There's no chance you'll guess it. I, I read this list today. It's not Steve Morris. Yeah. Bang. Hasn't played since like 2016. Well, he's, I think he's the captain coach of their I know, reserves. But like, this is an ex-AFL player. Like, yeah. Six years out of the game. Yeah. I just found that pretty funny. Yeah. Nah. It's awesome. Um, all right. Twitter questions, Bolt. Now, I'll cover the first half of these. You might need to step in if my phone dies. It's a miracle it's still alive. Um, Twitter questions. Angus Schumacher on West Coast. Really? Interesting. Do you reckon, do you reckon, like, do you reckon players would move into state to be on a COVID list? Because Angus Schumacher is a, you know, Victorian boy. He was... I doubt it. I just just don't think... Well, why else is he in Perth? It's just probably where he's got the money, where he's got opportunity. It's a pretty good league, state league to play in. I just think- Angus Schumacher was drafted. I'm pretty sure he went to. He was a Geelong boy, possibly. I'm Maybe I'm wrong. Sure. Definitely I'm Victorian, sure. I think. Anyway, I, I just don't think these lists are going to be used. Yeah, probably not. Um, also, all right. also, sorry, sorry. Another really good one was obviously the third coming of Shane Mumford. On the, G- <laughs> on the GWS COVID list. All right. There's a lot of Twitter questions here, so we might not get to them all. We might... Well, we're going to get to all of them, but possibly some that are the same. We might not get to both. Um, all right. Tracy Reed, great follower of the show. No comment. Wait, except up the effing baggers. <laughs> Harrison, you're feeling the boys now. <laughs> Hashtag Voss the Boss. Love that, Tracy. Um, you feeling yeah, it, Bob? No, I'm feeling it. It was a great night out. And I know she's a pretty keen follower of Matt Kennedy as well. So Yes. I'm bam, sure, bam, we love him. I'm sure she had a good night. Speaking of, Michael Cerevolo, another keen listener. I know you said I know you guys said Kennedy, Kennedy could be a solid B-grade player, but do we need to reevaluate that? Well, mm. Michael, quite possibly. Uh, Lockie Egg said, So pleased to see genuine defensive influence from Williams and McGovern tonight. We looked like a team all over the park. Each line gelling together, particularly when they were challenged. Who was better of the rucks? I thought DeConning turned the game on its head going yeah. in the guts late. Oh, completely agree with DeConning turning the game on its head. And once again, you go back to the Williams-McGovern thing, it's it's a team defense mentality. You know, as good as Jones and Wiedering have been the last three years under Bolton and Teague, they were very much... They were very good defenders in a terrible defense. That's what they were. Um, it's great to see these names coming up again because we, have, we haven't done Twitter questions. Obviously, we did it last week, but it's been a while um, since last year. Michael Joseph, great follower of the show. You were right, lads. Jack Martin, our X Factor, when he's on that forward line, sorry, when he's on that forward line, looks so different and is firing. He's a barometer. He's because he's because he adds a different dimension. I loved him when he ran through the midfield two years ago, and I'd love to see more of it. We haven't really seen much of it, but his last quarter was very good. Picto Bento, that midfield it needs to be talked about. Oh, and Gov's use by foot from defence. Gee whiz. Well, 
We spoke about the Gov, and yes, the midfield does. Going with that theme, Tim W, our midfield has shot up to be one of the best in the AFL on the back of two recruits and a fresh, fit captain. Mm. Discuss well. It's hard to We're missing our to, best one. Well, it's, yeah, it's hard to disagree. We haven't even mentioned Walshy on the show right now. I know, I know. It's exciting. <laughs> it's it's going to be scary when he gets back in. And who knows? Maybe it'll be a premature, you know, entry into the team. Well, John O'Baruch, he tweeted it today. He was at training. Or was it yesterday? He said, Sam Walsh, he's looking good and a sniff for round two. So let's hope Jono's on the money and is right because it would be a massive, massive in. Drunkhill says, how much better will, will we be when H and Charlie play well together? No limit. Yeah, well... Well, we just and, won tonight and, and without it, them having much influence on the game. And it will come. You know, the midfield has carried a lot of the scoring load. It's And that's brilliant. There's scope. Alchemy Blue. So much to love. Intensity. Resilience. Doc. Kennedy. Cripps. Chair. Assad. Hewitt. Gov. Huge emotional win to Saviour. But there is room for improvement. A lot of turnovers. Who are the weak links? I think Fisher and Lobb, but they bopped up late with goals. Oes and Charlie can improve. Probably agree with all that. Yeah, he's on the money. Um, it was a very emotional win, as we've touched on. Um, Here we go. Damien Birmingham brought no, me no, to but tears. But just, but just back to Alchemy Boy for a sec. There were too many turnovers. The f- like, As good as the win was, the first quarter was riddled with sloppiness mm. and errors and... And, and we said, you know, a lot of those errors come from us trying to move the ball at such a rapid pace where you are going to expose yourself to turnovers and it will happen. And when it doesn't, you know, and when you, when you, when you do turn the ball over as aggressively as we move the ball, it's not going to look great. And it didn't. But when it pays off, you can see how damaging it is. Damien Birmingham, he said, it brought me to tears. Well, you're not alone, mate. I witnessed Bolt cry for the first time tonight. <laughs> uh, we put seven goals on them, but when it counted, when it counted, and that usually gets done to us, and still so much upside. Uh, Lobs had a case of the dropsies all night. You spot on there. The dropsies. Um, Walsh to come back in, go Blues. Um, Leanne, uh, sorry, Lani Bell said, no questions, just awesome, awesome, and I will say it again, awesome. Couldn't agree more, Lani. Um, Mark Villela loved the discipline from the boys. No stupid fifties given away. That is a great point because I they think they gave we, away eight and we gave away one. Yeah. So discipline, discipline. From last week against Melbourne to tonight, we benefited greatly from the opposition opposition being undisciplined. Go Blues. He's right because Melbourne gave away. I think it was six. Yeah, a lot as well. Wilson said, "How do we fit Sam Walsh in?" Well, Bolt, you said it tonight. He's going to have to go through the twos. Yeah. And. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Gee, that'll be a formidable VFL duo, Walsh and Dow. Lani Bell, once again, we have about four or five playing VFL practice that can slot into the team as well. Young, Dow, Marchbank, when he recovers, Williamson, to name a few. Um, Brian Dalgleish said, perfect start to the season. Question, who comes out of that team for Walsh? Um, I, I, yeah, I think O'Brien's first drop at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Could change. Might be set field in a couple of weeks. Who knows? AO888 said, biggest positive was our midfield quartet. Biggest negative were our wingers. Said it was okay, but it's not his spot. And O'Brien was diabolical. <laughs> um, who goes out to the wing when Walsh comes back in? And how didn't we address the wings in the offseason? Well, it, it, we, pro- it's, it's we probably needed we needed to. That it, was the one thing we said we needed to and we didn't. Yeah. Well, I guess we moved on from the Cottrell-Nunes duo because well, they weren't in the squad. Could Nunes come back in possibly or we just pass that? Yeah, I think it's just slow and bland and it's static. 
I don't think there's enough pizzazz. At least O'Brien's going to try and bite off a couple of kicks that Nunes won't. Yeah. I think that's the difference. Nunes is a very safe, you know, I don't think he suits the game plan, and nor does Ed Kerno. Mm. I just think they're slow, one-dimensional players, unfortunately, and it doesn't... That's what O'Brien's probably got that they don't, but he is right. It is definitely the weakness. Uh, Jamie54 said, midfield domination, and we're rock hard fit. I love that, because we were fit tonight. We absolutely ran the Tigers off their feet. How often do you never see Carlton do it? AM said, Kennedy, how good, mate. It is unbelievable. Charlie will get better with touch, and why didn't we play Gov in the back line years ago? Crips for Brown, though. Well, retweet. (laughs) Retweet to all that. Um, Tim D. Phillips said, dare I say it, Pittenet was good. Yeah, he did what he needed to do. Um, Jimmy Faz says, how does Walsh get back into this team? Christian Chapcoon replied and said, might have to come back through the reserves. But uh, Jimmy said, does he play on the wing? Well, you know... Oh, for me, Walsh is in the middle. Walsh is in the middle. I think Cherry can possibly yep, run you, through them. They'll all rotate. For sure. They're all just going to rotate. They're all good enough to be good on a wing as well. Yeah, well, Cherry... Trips and Kennedy Chera's, are probably the only Cherry is a very good outside player. So... Um, yeah, I've got no concerns about slotting Sam Walsh back in. Susan Burke said, I couldn't get to the game tonight and TV only shows the play. Can you let us know how Charlie was moving and was he doing work off the ball? Charlie probably didn't have a great game tonight, but I guess, you know, he was well held. And I tweeted at three-quarter time that I thought we should have moved him further up the ball, we further didn't, up the ground in the last quarter. Our big forwards didn't take a lot of clunks inside 50. No. So, look... Wasn't that type of game, but... Oh, to be blunt, Kerno wasn't great. We have faith. Um, at Navy Blue Zenith said, Massive performance. Carlton went out and got a midfield that stacks up against anyone in the comp. Question is, who goes out for Walsh? For Walsh? I was underwhelmed by Lobb today on a day when he had so, when so many others shone. Yeah. Um, additionally, thought we played a somewhat tall forward line and it actually functioned all right. Save save for opportunities to get the ball to Harry and Charlie. Surely Mackay, Kerno, De Koning, Jesus is more of a temporary measure. Um, Jesus quietly important as always. Well, yep, he is. he's Handy. very important. And uh, yes, I think it is a tall forward line. It functioned well. I think it'll probably vary on, you know, the week and who we play. Um, Damon Mule said lids off. Well, <laughs> steady. Oh, his lid was off during the week, though. <laughs> um, Talking to me about the Bengals and all this yeah. top four stuff. He's going to be hot during the week. Well, we're going to do a Twitter space during gonna, the week. That's going to be a man that's going to go to work on Friday with like the biggest like spring in his step. Yeah. Like, like, he'd be unbearable to work with this week. Which we bloody love. We absolutely <laughs> love that, mate. Damon, I hope you're an absolute nuisance for your work colleagues. <laughs> He'd be hittable if you didn't go for Carlton. Um, Adrian Sal said, give me some praise. He put, wow, he put 140 bucks on Carlton to win by 25 plus. <laughs> we keep the behind with 40 seconds to go, always. What was the um, payout on that? Seven buck odds. He won 980 bucks. Adrian, oh. mate, you owe us a beer after that. I think you owe everyone a beer. <laughs> Jeez, that's a night. That's a night. Um, 
Jimmy Faz says, also, how important is players not having good games but having huge moments in the yeah, last? Yeah, oh, it's a great comment. Martin and Fisher, for example. Beautiful comment. Yeah, write that, Jimmy. Um, yeah, and AB said, lob two. He had an average night, but he made it count with a late goal when needed. Um, Ewan Morton said, I heard O'Brien being potted on talkback all night. He wasn't in our best, but he was okay. I uh, said he was good. Um why what aren't people seeing um i i see i see what he saw but he, he just made f- more errors than probably anyone else in our team i think that's his issue yeah. as in yeah I, yeah I didn't think he was i definitely thought he was closer to bad than he was to good but he wasn't you know diabolical by any means that is it for twitter questions Beautiful. this week that was a nice little round of twitter it was blue baggers thank you for sending him in um, we went a little bit over tonight, over time tonight, Bolt, but we needed to. Oh, yeah. Probably doesn't get much better than that. No. Have we covered it all? That's the question. Oh, well, we could... changes. Team changes. The Bulldogs next Thursday night at Marvel. Tough game. Tough game. Tough game. This gives like, us a like, bit of, bit of faith. Very tough. Bit of um, faith that there's a possibility. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't change my... I can't... Yeah, look. I'm, I'm, it's a game I definitely don't expect to win next week. Because I... Cause, I, I thought our game style would suit playing Richmond because I see like they're slow there because yeah, they were slow when they were good. That- Your prediction, I'll just say, you predicted the 22 spot on, you predicted McGovern and you predicted the way the match would play out perfectly. Yeah, yeah um, I just thought it was obvious versus Richmond. Yeah. You said it, we'd be too quick for I think, them. I think it's been underrated. You know, everyone's thinking Richmond's just, you know, ah, it's Richmond, they'll come back up. As in the exact same team finished 12th last year. Mm. You know, Richmond supporters, they were calling it like a gap year or some crap like that. Uh, mate, I think, like, and your like, dad said this tonight when we were watching the replay, I think um, Richmond haven't done much with their list. No. The last few years, you know, you see Geelong, you know, they've been up there for so long because even if they're replacing old players with more old players, they're still turning players over. They're still fresh, refreshing the list. They're still yeah. sort of adding players Richmond haven't really. It's it looked stale tonight. It really did. Mm, this might be the end for the Tigers. Oh, yeah. fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Twitter spaces during the week. Can we lock in Wednesday night, Bolt? No. Got the victory, Western United on Wednesday night. True. Uh, we'll, we'll find. We'll, we'll find, we'll find a, time. a time. Keep your eyes peeled on our Twitter feed. For those who haven't joined before, we do a Twitter spaces once a week. We, we might increase that. We'll keep. A, we'll, we'll speak about it, um, and that's your chance to just join in the conversation and have your say. This is just us opening the platform. We want to hear from as many blue baggers as possible. You can have your say. Join in the conversation on Twitter Spaces. Um, it's basically a podcast, but just a way for us to engage with you guys. Um, so yeah, join. Follow us on Twitter at Blues Footy. Um, so. Can we say, I don't think there'll be any changes next week if Walsh is, I, I, don't, I don't think Walsh will play next week personally well, if Walsh doesn't get up I think we go unchanged yeah if Walsh does get up it's probably O'Brien and O'Brien can drop to substitute or something maybe yeah I actually don't mind Williamson as an impact player to come on late oh well, yeah but I guess it's not really impact because you, you can come on at any point mm. so yeah I don't come know. on or you could just not come on yeah um, but yeah, I think that is the change. Walsh for O'Brien. Uh, Plowman's an interesting one. Mm. Going to struggle to get back into the team. I think he'll get there at some. He'll, be, he'll he, get. He'll play. He's a very interesting one. At the he's moment. the type of guy that 
let's be honest, the only real way he's going to get into the team is if, A, there's an injury in the back line, because he's not playing anywhere else apart from in the back pocket. So either an injury to a Newman or a Williams or something like that, or if one of them's just in really bad form. For sure. Which could easily happen, because I I still don't trust my life on Newman. So we've got Cody Waitman next week. Is that, you know, penetrating small forward? Mm. Um, It'll be interesting. Interesting matchup next week. Because we know how dynamic their midfield is. I know they lost on Wednesday night, but you saw, you know, Liberatore, you know, if Liberatore is going to be down, you're going to find lifting Bailey Smith, McRae's going to do what he does, Bonson Pelly does what he does. Well, they've just got layers that we don't have. No. That no one else really has, to be fair. Be an interesting game. Look, at least we can go in with a bit of spring in our step. Marvel next Thursday night. Not a great time slot to go to that tin. (laughs) Tin? Never heard that. It's what it is. It's just one big tin with a roof on it. Doesn't compare to the G. The no, Coliseum. Oh, the, the atmosphere was unbelievable tonight. It was unbelievable. It really it was just goosebumps. Great story. Great story. We'll end it with this. One of our good mates. Give him a shout out. Schwatter. We had a beer with him before the game. His first cousin has grown up in Vietnam. Australian family living in Vietnam. Um, he's never... I think he's maybe 15 or 16, never been to a Carlton game. Never been. He's obviously visited Australia every year, but he does it in the summer. So he's never been, but he watches every single week from Vietnam. He attended his first Carlton game tonight. Not ever. A, not a bad way to start. And he was starstruck walking in. We walked in with him. Oh, you didn't. I walked in with him. Yeah. He was videoing the whole walk from Richmond Station into wow. the ground. It yeah, was awesome cool. to watch. He'd never been to an AFL game before. And boy, oh boy. And he knew, you know, he was, we were walking past the reserves and he was like starstruck. He was looking, he's like, oh my God, Plowman. He's like looking at the, at the, <laughs> at the players playing reserves at Punt Road. Um, but yes. Whereas we walk past Plowman, it's like, ugh. <laughs> um, but yeah, shout out to him. Um, awesome first game uh, to be, an incredible to start to. to the season. One and oh, first time in 10 years we've won a game in the opening two rounds. First time since that famous final we've been in Richmond. There's been a lot of coaches come and gone since we've won a game in the opening round. How many, Bolt? Well, it's an, it's an illustrious group of coaches. Um, Moldhouse, Barker had a run, Bolson, Davo, and now Vossi since we last won round one. So it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Blue baggers. What a have, night. Have, if you're listening to this on Friday morning, have a lovely day and just let everyone know at work. Wear the scarves. Wear the scarves every day to oh, work, goes, to school. Whatever you're doing, whether whether you're at home, whether you go out, just wear the scarf around your neck. And if you're on a Zoom might, call, do it. People might be painting their, their fences navy blue this week. <laughs> <laughs> wear a scarf, stick it out the, the car window, let it ride in the wind. What an absolute ripper tonight was, Bolt. What 3 a a.m. great start to the 3 season. 3 a.m. We're going to end it there. Unbelievable night. Up the bloody blue Are we days. going out now or are we going to bed? Oh, well, maybe we'll be going out. What's open? <laughs> we'll have to see. We'll see who's playing at Revs. <laughs> Bolt, go Blues. <laughs> go Blues. And they will know that they've been playing against
It's the famous old dog food. 